Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Hey, welcome in to another Auburn Live show. This is Justin Hokinson, and I'm glad you are here with us. We're going to talk some Auburn fall camp today. Full pads went on, kind of ratchet up a notch. Things get going. Um, so Auburn, Auburn fall practice got a lot of fun today. We had a 20-minute viewing session, got to talk to some players afterwards. So I just wanted to kind of catch up with you guys and girls today and chat about where Auburn football camp is at, kind of some things we saw. Um, and we might hit on a little bit of basketball news by my man Jeffrey Lee um, posted at auburnlive.com. That is where you can find us. Justin Jeffrey and Cole Pinkston are recruiting analysts at auburnlive.com, part of the On3 Sports Network. Um, we are blowing up our site growth in the first week and a half of launch has been incredible. The message board is unbelievable. So if you're not a part of it, man, you're missing out. So I really, really hope that if you're listening to this podcast, that, that you hop over to auburnlive.com um, right now and subscribe. Um, we, we, we have a lot of good stuff. We have some good connections and we have good relationships with, with, this, with, with coaching staff, with different people around the community. And you're going to get a lot of good information. So make sure you subscribe to auburnlive.com as well. Um, and we'll get that uh, – We'll get that rolling. Um, and also, I'm going to mention a couple of partners of the show um, recently came on board, partners of the show. One, Southeastern, downtown Auburn. Uh, make sure you give them a, a visit. Great bar. Um, they have food, finger foods and stuff as well. But two-story bar, awesome place on game days, um, awesome place on the weekend. Um, beautiful, beautiful new place um, that's been around Auburn here now for a couple of years. Southeastern, go check them out. And also, our friends at Irritable Bow, B-A-O, Irritable Bow, great name. Awesome restaurant downtown Auburn on Magnolia, uh, right there in the heart of Auburn. If you've never had like a Chinese bow, um, it's amazing. I mean, they do a great job. They have like chicken skewers and, 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 um, and like bang bang shrimp rolls. And oh man, it's good stuff. Like buffalo chicken bow, dude, really, really good. Go check them out. Good friends of the show. Um, irritable bow downtown Whitley Dykes shout out uh, and make sure and go visit Southeastern best bar in Auburn. All right, let's get rolling here. Talk a little fall camp full pads went on on Thursday. So things get ratcheted up a notch. You know, you start thudding, you start wrapping up, um, you start getting really physical offensive and defensive line um, and, and kind of seeing where you're at. We talked to uh, some offensive linemen this week. I think that's kind of been one of the things that's, that stood out to me the last week is, um, first of all, the offensive line. We talked to Brandon Council. We talked to Bradarius Ham. And both of them had a lot of good things to say. Uh, we talked to Nick Brahms as well. Um, both of them had a lot of good things to say about the, the toughness and the physicality that's expected of them. Um, and the way Auburn's going to run the football, in which they say downhill. Mike Bobo said downhill. Tank Bigsby said downhill. So that's a huge takeaway so far is I'm really intrigued by what I'm hearing about the offensive line and about the Auburn run game. Um, I think we all agree that it's super critical that Auburn can, can run the football, right? You have a quarterback in Bo Nix who has had two – you know, okay years. 
Um, you thought there would be improvement last year. There wasn't. So you have a quarterback that's trying to develop. You have a receiving core that's incredibly unproven. Matter of fact, you're returning running backs, Tank Bigsby and Sean Shivers, both have more had more catches last season than your best returning receiver. Um, there's not a receiver on this team that had more catches last year than either of your running backs. So when you have a quarterback and a running back, you know, or receivers that are unproven and a quarterback that's now going into his third offensive coordinator in three years, you would really, really like to be able to lean on an offensive line to run the football. And I think there's some promise with this group. I think there's some promise with this group from what we're hearing from, from Brahms and council and, and ham. Um, you know, it's, it's talk, but there's some good things being said about their product, the productivity in practice, their effectiveness in practice. Um, their, you know, focus on fundamentals and technique um, and, and really just what Will Friend, kind of an old school coach, gets in their face um, and what Bobo expects in terms of a downhill attack. You know, we talked to Mike Bobo and, and I asked him, what do you mean, down, what does downhill mean to you? You know, because you could say that to a bunch of people and one person might tell you, well, that means we're going to run I formation. Or, you know, that means we're going to run between the tackles. Um, so downhill could mean a lot of things. We asked my Bobo and his response was interesting. He said, you know, it's not really so much the kind of run play. He said, it's a mentality. It's a mindset. It means that, you know, the offensive linemen and the receivers and the fullback um, are going to have the mindset of we're running downhill. We're blocking downfield. We're, we're getting after it. We're holding our blocks. It's just a mentality to say, we're going to be physical and we're going to run the football and we're going to run the football in situations that they know we're going to run the football. So, you know, that was a lot of good things to hear. And that's the first step that there's going to be that kind of emphasis on, um, on a rushing attack. And it should be, you have tank Bigsby who is, you know, a lot of people considering the best running back in the sec. Um, there are, there are backs coming back in the league that have more yards than, than Bigsby did last year, but Tank Bigsy was a true freshman um, in a, you know, bad offense and still had, you know, was second all-time freshman yards, uh, you know, freshman rushing yardage in, in Auburn history. Um, I think all things being equal, if you, if you had the same offensive line and you asked what running back are you taking in the SEC, Bigsby's going to win that, win that vote. He's incredibly talented. So I think that's something that stood out is, is what you're hearing about the O-line and what they can be capable of. Um, I think that expectations on that group are low. Um, I think they, you know, they weren't terrible last year. I mean, we just talked about Bigsby had a decent year. They just, they weren't helped by the scheme. Um, Bo Nix looked like he was running for his life. And sometimes that was because nobody could get open and the routes weren't right and you can't block people forever. And then they also didn't do a great job. I mean, at times pass pro. So, I mean, they definitely have a long way to go, but I like what I'm hearing like what I'm hearing, there's a ton of cross-training with those guys. There's six or seven guys that are really in the mix. I think it's going to help each of them kind of understand each position. So there's some good things. There's some good things and some confidence. I mean, that group, for whatever the, for whatever the issue was, you know, with them last year, they got confidence right now. You know, they're coming in with, with, with some confidence when you listen to them talk. So if nothing else, Parson Bobo and Will Friend have instilled some confidence in that group. Um, and Lord knows they need it 
because that team needs that line to be solid. They have to be. They have to be. Because we don't know, we don't know when Bo Nix is going to click. We don't know when those receivers are going to click. We don't know who, who who's going to be reliable at receiver in game one or game three or game five. Like we don't know. So that that line has really got to be on point from the beginning. They kind of got to be that anchor. They really do. They've got to be like, hey, okay, receivers, you got time to kind of figure it out. Bo, okay, you know, he'll kind of get in more into the flow of the offense, but we got to be an anchor. I mean, they really do. They have a lot on their shoulders. So I like what I'm hearing about the offensive line. Um, that's that stood out. Um, that stood out a lot to me. I think the other big topic that we've talked a lot about um, is shocker, the defensive line. It's funny that you know it's this new age of college football, and there's the spread, and there's all these offensive numbers, right? And what's the first two things we're going to talk about? Offensive and defensive line. So you can you, mean, you can talk about. Anything you want, it's still the game is still won there, especially in the SEC. More so now than ever, Georgia, Clemson, Alabama gobbling up those players along the along the trenches. Defensive tackle is probably Auburn's weak point. Then you throw in that they lose to Tyron uh, Tyron uh, Truesdale, um, who has left the team and has entered the transfer portal. Um, you have a lot of inexperience. Colby Wooden is a fantastic defensive lineman, but he's two eighty. So he, he, I think he has a role, uh, I think, in, in Derek Mason's 3-4 defense. But I think that defensive tackle position is that's the question mark on defense. Depth and, you know, first of all, who's starting and can they be, can they be that group? And, and then what's your depth at defensive tackle? Because that's the other thing. If you don't have depth at defensive tackle, you're, the way offenses roll, you, you have to roll those guys. And if, if you don't have a good five or six defensive linemen, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in a lot of trouble. So we've heard good things about, obviously, Colby Wooden, who is poised for a really, really big season. But we've heard really good things about some transfers, in particular, Marcus Harris from Kansas and Tony Fair from UAB. Um, both of those guys have, have earned a lot of praise, especially Marcus Harris from, from Derek Mason. Derek Mason said he can play across the line every position um, and, and really likes the way he plays. And then Tony Fair has earned a lot of praise for being 330. You know, he, he's he's being praised with some athletic ability. Um, he's he's that guy that's going to clog up the middle, probably take up two people at times. Um, but, he's, you know, he's a two-down guy probably. But both of those transfers so far are getting good accolades, which is what Auburn needs them to do. I mean, they weren't brought in to add depth. They were brought in to play, and they're probably both going to start. Um, and so that's that's huge. You know, so if that's your if if if, you, if Tony Fair's in the middle and Colby Wooden and Marcus Harris are on the outside, you know maybe you've got something. And look, Tony Fair's job is to take up room because behind him, you have you know one of the best linebacker duos in the in the conference. You have Zacoby McLean and Owen Papo, and um, and so if Fair is able to do his job and take up two blockers. Um, those guys are going to make a ton of plays. If you can give them space and keep the offensive line off those linebackers, those guys are going to make a lot of plays, a lot of plays. You throw in Derek Hall on the edge. Like, there's there's talent, but that tackle position is the key. And so we've heard good things. We've heard good things about Fair and Harris. Marquise Burks has missed some reps. He'll, he'll, he's a guy that will add depth. He'll be fine. Um, losing true still kind of hurts. Um, it's from, more from a depth standpoint. It's not like he was amazing, but it's just he's just a big body. 
that worst comes to worst, you could throw him in there. So I think that's the position that you still don't know. You hear good things, but I'm, you know, if I had to say, I'd probably be more confident in the offensive line than the defensive tackles at, at the moment. But, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see good things, you know, but, but positive things so far, especially about Marcus Harris, Derek Mason talked about him. Like, I mean, when he was asked what position Marcus Harris plays, he was like, everyone, all of them across the board. And he didn't say it in a way like, well, we're trying to build depth. He was like, no, no, he's capable of playing them all. He's, he's a good player. So I think that's been, I think that's been an interesting development. Um, you know, we talked to Bo Nix. Uh, we talked to Bo Nix. This is um, we're actually recording this on Thursday, so first full pads of practice, and we talked to Bo Nix, and he talked about fundamentals, and that's a big focus for him. Um, I thought it was an interesting comment. He was asked about T.J. Finley. He was asked about T.J. Finley coming into that quarterback room, and I thought Bo Nix gave well, he gave the answer you'd want to hear, which is competition is good, and I'm better when there's competition. He said I'm at my best when when I'm competing. So I think that's what, you know, if you listen to our podcast the other day, what Rob Payton and I talked about, which was I think Harson being a former quarterback is smart and understood what he needed from Bo Nix. And I think he understood the reaction he would get from Bo by bringing in Finley. I don't think he was ever worried. I think he knew for Bo to be the quarterback that he can be, bringing in Finley was a good thing. And if Bo was the quarterback he hoped he was, that's exactly the response Bo should have is good, bring it in and I'll compete and I'll win the job. That's exactly what you want to hear. So we'll see what happens with Bo Nix and how he develops. But I think so far, bringing in Finley and wondering how that would work, I think that's all good. I think it's been all good so far. Now, what happens in in, in game three, if, if Nix goes on the road, struggles at, at Penn State, and then you hear people start clamoring about Finley, you know, and, and next thing you know, maybe next practice out, Finley gets just a few more reps or something than he normally does. Then, you know, who knows? But Nix is a competitor. And so I think all, I think in the end, it's going to be good for him one way or another. It's going to be good for Auburn. It's going to be good for Auburn. That's for sure. Because you've got a backup in Finley who's earned a lot of praise for his ability. For his, uh, um, you know, he's already learned the playbook. He's doing well there. And so you've got a really good backup if you're Auburn. Certainly a very capable backup. And then you've got now competition for Bo Nix. So I think everything's working out at the court position, quarterback position like, like Brian Harson would want it to so far. Um, haven't learned a lot about the receivers other than there's a lot of guys rotating. A lot of guys rotating there. Demetrius Robertson gets in the mix, real fast, elusive player. Um, but that receiver position, honestly, until, until you get in a game, um, we're not going to learn anything. I mean, that's fine in practice. I mean, th there's things they can do. Obviously, they got to get better. But we won't know until we watch a game and you watch guys make plays and consistently don't trot passes and run the right routes and run the right yardage and, and, and understand leverage and, and go, whoa, we got some wide outs. We don't just have athletes that are out there trying to catch the ball. We have wide outs. There's a difference. <clears throat> There's a difference. Um, and so, you know, that'll be, that'll be really interesting. Hey, we talked to J.J. Pegues. Um, who was a really cool interview. J.J. Pegues was a freshman last year, 6'5", 300 pound. In high school, he played quarterback, tight end, and defensive line. And he also played basketball. He was, he was, he was recently put on Bruce Feldman's freaks list of college football. 
incredible athlete, just a big dude who's really athletic. Played last year, played some Wildcat, but mostly mostly was in kind of an H-back role blocking for Tank Bigsby. Um, and you just thought, man, that guy's so athletic. Like, you thought last year, man, he'd be a good defensive tackle maybe. I mean, he's so athletic. Um, he'd be a problem, you know. His, his speed would be something very unique that offensive linemen wouldn't be used to. Well, sure enough, Brian Harson and him come in, they move him to defensive tackle, and he loves it so far. Said he loves it. Said he sees, he sees a future in it. Um, and, he, you know, he really loves the position. And Coach Eason, a lot of praise for Coach Eason, likes what he's doing there. Um, and so I think, you know, I don't know how quickly Pagese is going to get in the mix. He's still working. Derek Mason said he's still working through some things. Um, he's just learning. He's never been really done it before. So he's, he's got a lot to learn, but I think once it, he's going to be the one of those guys that once it clicks, he's going to go, he's going to, he's going to get in the game this year and you won't see a lot of him, but he's going to get in there and he's going to make a play and he's going to flash and you're going to go, Whoa, that's what he's capable of. I just have a feeling he's going to get in there to add some depth and he's going to make a play in the backfield or he's going to sack or he's going to rush the quarterback and he's just going to have a glimpse of some athletic ability and a move that you're going to go, whoa, that kid can be special. He's just not there yet. Um, and so we'll <clears throat> we'll kind of see how that plays out. But I think J.J. Pagese is, is a really interesting one, a uh, really interesting player um, to keep an eye on. Um, there's no question. Um, but, you know, overall, I think fall camp, I think if, if, you, if, you, if you ask me, what do I think of this team now versus when it started? I'd say marginally more optimistic. Um, you know, now a lot of that's talk, right? Like you, you listen to these players and coaches and, and they're saying the right things in terms of competition, in terms of toughness, um, in terms of attention to detail. Like they're saying the things that have you, that would have you think that they're pretty dialed in. You factor in the, 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 the expectations, which are low. I mean, I saw today, um, power rankings for the SEC. One publication said that Auburn was 10th, 10th in the SEC um, in this year's power rankings behind Kentucky, behind Ole Miss, behind Missouri. <clears throat> and so that's possible, but I doubt it. Um, I doubt it. Um, and so I think, I think from an expectation standpoint, the fact that they're that low and you have a bunch of guys dialed in, you have a coaching staff that's dialed in, uh, and you have players that constantly are talking about toughness and attention to detail, so they're dialed in. The mantra has been competition, so they all know that they have a chance to break into the lineup. It creates an opportunity for Auburn to kind of be practicing like they got something to prove, but while expectations are are at ten, and you know it could be a, it could be a deal where where they surprise somebody, um, and 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 maybe they're there's maybe they finish sixth in the league or something like that. <clears throat> But generally, as far as history goes for Auburn football, it's a good thing. It's wild how – I mean, the predictions have no bearing. They don't, they don't have any bearing on Auburn's schedule or Auburn's current talent. I mean, the, somebody could come out tomorrow and say Auburn's the best team in the country. It would make no difference. Yet, somehow, when Auburn is, is thought highly of and ranked highly in the preseason, it tends to not go well. When the opposite is true, when they're not thought of well in the preseason, they surprise. It's it's like clockwork. So it'll be really interesting to see if that that trend continues this year. I think there's a chance. It, the schedule's just so crazy hard that this team could go. This team could go eight and four, and you and you you could go. They had a great year, and they could go eight and four, 
and you could look up and go, okay, who'd they lose to? Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M. Like, they could all finish in the top ten, and then you could say, oh, maybe they lost to Penn State. Like, they literally could look up and go, well, our four losses are to teams in the top 12, and we won at LSU, um, you know, or something like that. And so you really could look up with this team and go eight and four, and you could look at the games and go, golly, I mean, really, it was a really good season. I can't even hardly complain all that much. Um, and so that'll be that'll be really interesting to to watch develop. Um, I think everybody's expectations are, are going to be different, right? Like everybody's going to be looking for different things. Somebody's going to want to see a passing game. Somebody's going to want to see Bo Nix develop. Somebody's going to want to see, you know, consistency here, consistency there. Somebody's going to want to say, well, we got to beat Georgia. Somebody's going to say, well, I want to win in Baton Rouge. Like I think everybody's expectations will be a little different in terms of determining what's a good season and a bad season. But I think it'd be, I think it'd be really interesting to, to follow. Um, but yeah, it's been a good camp. I mean, Auburn scrimmages on Saturday. So we'll see what else we learn there. Um, getting ready for getting ready for that scrimmage on Saturday. I think that'll be big. That'll be big, right? That first scrimmage, getting after it, pads popping. Then you find out can Auburn, you know, can Auburn really run the ball? Are those good things we're hearing about the defensive line? Is that, does that go away? Um, do they get run on? I mean, there's just so much, so many things we'll learn. How does Bo perform? How does Finley perform? Like we'll learn a lot. On Saturday, and we should have some good intel at auburnlive.com um, to talk about that next next uh, next week. Camp ends on the 16th, so man, it's it's flying by. It really is. It really really is flying by. Um, but you know, overall, I, I think it's been I think it's been interesting. I think the culture. Brian Brian Harson talked about the culture at Auburn um, and, and really trying to you know uh, instill confidence in these players. I mean, that was another thing that stood out is, you know, you look at them and, and they're ranked 10th, right, by this publication. And then yet you talk to players the other day and they straight up said, no, we're, we're here to win. He's here to win. I mean, I think it was Owen Papo said, Coach Harson's here to win. He, he didn't care. I mean, he's in the SEC. He didn't care if he came from the Mountain West. He's here to win championships. And the players are believing that right now. They're, that's how they're practicing. Hey, we're, we're, we're trying to win a championship. Like, I don't care what you rank us. That's our goal. Um. And I think they believe it because they're at a place like Auburn that's done it before. I think there's a difference in saying it and maybe thinking, yeah, but I mean, can we really do it? And being at a place like Auburn where you say, well, just a few years ago, we were, you know, Auburn was ranked second. Like Auburn can be there. Um, I mean, two years ago, Auburn's beaten Alabama in the Iron Bowl. So I think it'll be interesting, but I think the players, it's pretty clear the players have bought in. There's a lot of focus. Um, and that's the first step with a new coaching staff. That's the first step. With the new coaching staff, there's no question about it. Um, so that's kind of a quick fall fall camp recap. Um, kind of bouncing around, covering a lot of different things. Um, we'll hit on a little bit of um, football recruiting news. Omari Kelly will announce here in a few days. I would pay really attention to that if you're an Auburn fan. Four-star wide receiver from Alabama, uh, from the state of Alabama. Really good player down to Alabama, Kentucky, and Auburn. Um, and then, you know, you've got the four-star receiver, Darius Clemens from Oregon, who's visiting soon and is down to Oregon and Auburn. Penn State's in the mix, but not so much, mainly Oregon and Auburn. So can Auburn steal that kid away from Oregon, from the state of Oregon and from Oregon? That'd be a massive, massive deal for Harson and this new staff, but those are two guys to keep an eye on. Here as the days roll on. So that's it, man. Just wanted to drop in real quick, kind of give some quick opinions on fall camp um and, and some different things that are being said and some impressions that are being that are being made 
Um, but we'll see what happens. Cross your fingers that uh, injuries have been have been really good so far. There's a couple guys banged up, but nothing crazy. Um, so you know, obviously, when you put the pads on, Auburn doesn't have the depth. They don't have the depth to to in, to to deal with injuries. They certainly don't have the depth to deal with offensive line injuries. So or defensive tackle um, injuries. Those two positions, if guys go down at the starting position, they're going to be hurting real real quick. So. We'll keep an eye on that, and, and hopefully uh, camp continues to go um, well and, and, and be healthy. Hey, make sure you subscribe to AuburnLive.com. Make sure you subscribe and follow this podcast so when we do episodes, it pops right up. We're on Apple and Spotify, um, and then online on the AuburnLive.com, you can click right there in the player and listen. If you're sitting at your computer, you can click right there and listen. So um, I'm Justin Hokinson. Make sure and drop in the message boards, ask questions, all that good stuff. Uh, And we'll be back here next time to talk more Auburn football, Auburn basketball, everything Auburn from the Auburn Live Show. Thanks and see you.